You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show that's hosted by us that's right it's the only show in the history of the universe that's hosted by us i'm ryan 19 with me is scotty edwards scotty how are you doing i am doing wonderful it is a nice sunday morning here in ring post radio world nice uh yeah you're welcome uh we we're gonna talk some wrestling what what's better than talking some wrestling some good bad you know down the middle but i have a surprise for you already so, you told so, you told me before we started that you had a surprise yeah, well, i'm segment. not i'm not waiting I, i'd rather just do it now because i won't remember so you remember when you drank the mountain dew yes on air yes i believe episode two of ring post radio at some yes. point i drank a mountain dew cake Drink cake smash, I believe was what it's called to celebrate Mountain Dew's birthday. I drink a cake batter flavored Mountain Dew. Yeah, I'm- absolutely toxic. So, so while you do like, like the unveiling of how something tastes, uh-huh. I'm gonna do an unboxing. Ooh, All right. ready? Ooh. Okay. So I learned the other day when I got home from work because I definitely didn't remember purposely uh, that I got. The, oh, oh. <laughs> there we go. The all elite crop. If you're yeah. if you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, then uh, you can see Scotty struggling with his graphic, his green screen background. I got the all elite crate. Ooh, beautiful! And now we're gonna unbox and see what the hell I got. Perfect. <laughs> what? Talk to us. We, let's. We gotta go step by step. How's yeah, that box so, looking? The box, solid box. Okay, so like you see. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. Guaranteed of like some random items. We may have to turn um, off the background graphic for this bit. It's too late. It's too late. We're already <laughs> here. We're already here. I'll just have to put it in front of me. Yeah, you have to wear it. Yeah. You have to you have to put put it on as we're, as so, we're doing it. So the beautiful thing about this for anyone that's got a pro wrestling crate is that this is all AEW. All guaranteed AEW wrestlers only. And I completely forgot that I got it. So this is going to be exciting for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's let's dig in. Oh, let's dig sorry. In. I'm excited. Let's open the crate. Let's open the oh. box. Oh, we got a we got a T-shirt to kick it off. Oh, let's see what, who's on the T-shirt. We got we got. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> we got a Kenny Omega T-shirt. That's actually real. I I mean, it's it like I said, sick. the graphic behind. It's actually a really cool look. Of what I can tell, uh, with the graphic <laughs> not getting involved, that actually looks like a really cool T-shirt. Can you what? Can yeah. you describe it? Um, it's like a dragon making the Omega sign, and it says Kenny Omega over it. Mm, this, so that's a, pretty cool. It's a precursor to the American and dragon. You, and you can't even buy it. You only can get it via crate. Oh, well, this is unfortunate. Okay, next shirt. This is the only other shirt. Uh, this is this is such a letdown. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, we got a inner circle shirt. Oh, oh. Can you see it? I can. 
kind can you describe it I, the best you can i'll see it as oh my god there we go that's the best thing that's okay the best so they all, have, they all have like skeleton faces that's about it so and it's, it's like, red and it's red white and blue nice for america baby inner circle or or um where is uh ortiz and santana from uh new york oh but they no okay oh we got a poster now oh this is weird okay from full gear oh interesting uh, for last year's full gear i presume nope two years ago john moxley and kenny omega Wait, lights from, out match from oh revolution nope 2019 uh, uh lights oh, out lights out, lights, lights out match a <laughs> two-year-old poster we got a dark order thing a patch know, no a patch to yeah. put on your your jean jacket yeah electric oh my god this is kind of amazing all right all right we got a hangman page bottle opener this is actually a mi- <laughs> up look up can you see that hangman yes i do that's actually a pretty nice bottle opener do you have a health pack in there no sorry if i've learned anything from playing video games this is oh. when you open a crate there's probably a health pack we, we got a we got a brit baker Ooh, pin. a Britt Baker a f- enamel pin. That says Hardcore Legend. <laughs> Coming at you hard. She had that one match. Coming at you hard, Mick Foley. We got a Darby Allen figure skateboard. Oh, you can you can be one of those middle, be like what I was in middle schooler and being like one of those kids with the. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Oh, we got a micro brawler. It's dang. <laughs> ah, you can see it. <laughs> Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it at all? Like, can, can you? you... I lo- <laughs> this bit is going so well. And we got one last thing. We got a sign. We got a we got a sign thing. This is a big moment. Oh, a legit signed by wrestler object. Yeah. Oh, baby. eight by ten. I, I haven't seen it yet, so you're gonna see it first. Ooh! Oh, that's, that's awesome. Really, that's actually a really good one. Okay, assigned cool. to Karoshita eight by ten. Yeah. All right. Now uh, we can move on with the rest of the show. <laughs> that uh, was well, what an unboxing. Uh, what an unboxing. Maybe next next time, if there's ever another unboxing, I will make sure that we can you know see it without <laughs> that difficulty. <laughs> however, however, I would like to go on record and say I think it went better than. I could have ever imagined. It was it was the best one of the best moments of this podcast. <laughs> just just you going like up up oh, up oh. up up. <laughs> well, if we went any higher, it blocked out. So it's tough, but hey, I love it. I love. Fine. What's your what's your um? I don't want you, you know. I know it's like it's like picking children. But what's your favorite thing you received in that crate so far? Might be the hangman uh, thing. Really, really, the hangman bottle oh. opener. Well, the Kenny shirt's kind of sick. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's mm-hmm. an actual shirt like you can wear and not feel like, you know, people are going to judge you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Sheeta thing's pretty awesome because it's an actual wrestler of, like, importance. I thought I was going to – no offense to whoever I just shout out right now, but I thought I was going to get, like, you know, Stu Grayson, <laughs> which I like Stu Grayson. Good wrestler, but, mm-hmm. you know. All <laughs> right. Well, that's the first ever – all elite crate. You're welcome. Should I have a should I have a stinger? <laughs> I, I I hope I sold uh I hope I sold that for you people moving forward. Congrats, AEW. I just sold you ha. 
many crates many crates uh next time we'll have a stinger ready for you that's uh and then this time for the all elite wrestling crate unboxing da, 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 some sort of bullshit stinger i loved it i loved that thank you that was great that was great that was a great segment i i hey i'm just here to please myself <laughs> mostly but you know you know if it if it ends up making for great quality television then you're welcome <laughs> i love it i love it well let's Let's get into some news. Let's let's come down and come down from that high of the crate and get into Yeah, the news. let's get into some wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> let's get into Wow Wrestling. This is coming from uh Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp of Whoa, Fightful.com. No I'm shocked. It's always coming from Fightful nowadays. Good, mean, good good work by them, by the way. Yes, I mean I can't blame them. They're doing they're doing the God's work at this rate. Yeah, they they get us talking. So it was the news that came out that, uh, according to Fightful, that the um, new Women of Wrestling relaunch is underway. And uh, there, of course, already been controversy around Tessa Blanchard as the face. And according to this article, casting agent in the company. I did not know that, but according that to Fightful. That sounds dangerous. Um, oh no! So apparently, of course, if you don't, if you are unaware, allegations about Tessa she Blanchard. She is the worst. She's uh, uh, allegedly said. Um, uh, yeah, we don't know for sure. We don't know but... for certain, but allegedly she said the N word and spat in the face of fellow wrestler La, La Rosa Negra, and um, uh, apparently maybe like potentially others as well. Um, the two have spoken since, but it turns out there's uh, there's been heavy efforts. So according to this, wow, women of wrestling, um, where was the line? Wow. Uh, that they would like to, they would pitch to La Rosa Negra to bring her into the wow, into the company, and that she and Tessa would appear, appear on screen in some capacity. It was not specified to us if this would have been on the actual show or something for social media or what the content would have been, though we are told those varying from an apology to, quote, easing tensions. Um, Fightful has attempted to reach out to La Rosa Negra. Those close to her say she was, quote, insulted by the offer. Um, thoughts on that, Scotty? <laughs> uh, big PR move. Big PR attempt there. Uh, kind of, I would be insulted, to be fair. Like, I understand where the anger would come from, from La Rosa. I don't even know where she wrestles nowadays, but... Um, she's, you know. she's been a, uh, an outstanding mission pro wrestling champion. Oh, okay. So she's been, she's been keeping busy. Uh, yeah. that's really unfortunate that like they tried to use an on-screen situation or no, an off-screen, like real situation to be like, yeah, here's this on-screen. Tessa's not that bad. Like, yes, she is that bad. Like allegedly. Uh, I, I just think it's kind of, um, gross and in the end uh would would it have felt um sincere you know i don't think so because you know tessa originally disputed it and said i didn't do that and clearly i think la rosa saying no says differently so that's just me uh, i know I don't know if you're going to bring in the NWA part of how they tried to do exactly the same. I was about to say but... NWA allegedly also tried to do the exact same thing to bring in both Tessa and La Rosa Negra. 
to work together in private to work things out and make good on their issues. Uh, Fightful was not sure if that pitch even made it to La Rosa Negra at all. I, NWA trying to do it behind the scenes, I think it's better than, you know, just trying to put it on TV and like, hey, look at this and make people just talk about your show. But if Tessa really wanted to make up, make it up to her and, you know, actually like, you know, make this all go away, she would have done it originally. She did it. So to me, you're, you're saying when she originally tweeted out her, yes, quote, when unquote, she tweeted out her, her denial, her, her denial, her denial, like that would have been the time to apologize. And then they could have had that conversation that so much time has went by without all of that. So to me, it's, it's just PR at this point, PR are trying to get eyes on your show. Now I completely agree. I, it's all. It feels PR. The fact that we have a T-shirt that says "nuclear" on it, the fact that uh, it's all these things. It feels like. It feels like the PR of it all is Tessa Blanchard wants to. We want Tessa to be your top baby face, but there is a contingent of people that don't like her for ver- various reasons. Then that, that are very solid. Um. So we need to do something in front of those people to get them to turn around and like Tessa. To be devil's advocate about it, I hate all of this, by the way, but to be devil's mm. advocate about it, do you think... I'm trying to be as objective as possible here. Do you think that... When people... people, I don't like Hulk Hogan. But a lot of the issue there is that allegedly Hulk Hogan apologized behind closed doors and people want the apology in front of them, in front of the closed doors. Yeah. Is something like that needed for the fans to have to get let know of the apology and be there in the room? I think for me, it's a tough question. I don't like asking that question, but but it's just a confirmation. I think it's a confirmation from La Rosa Negra that something happened. Because I think her denying it and feeling insulted tells you all you need to know. Like, yeah. that, it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, so I I understand where you're coming from because, like, that Hulk Hogan thing was a big deal. And not to, you know, go off track here, but did you hear CM Punk when Kiara Hogan walked out? She, and he goes, I don't know if anyone's asked this, but is there any relation? <laughs> I just lost the, it. The, the, um, the silence in the rest of the broadcast booth. They, like, were, they were like, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously. Um, to me, it it should have been something that was handled behind closed doors originally. Yeah. And you know, if it ever came out that oh they're cool now and you know everything's better, then great. Um, but tessa blew it with her one response and to me ever since then it's just been you have i think if she apologized back then and you know worked it out with la rosa you know we'd be talking different here she'd probably be in a bigger company than one that's starting up again Mm -hmm. so it is what it is um i think la rosa nager is very smart i'm happy she didn't you know just jump back in i mean i hope you know for her you know she gets a contract or something somewhere because that yeah you know, those are big deal nwa and wow supposedly will be 
bigger spots than you know what she's doing now but it shouldn't have to be at her at the expense of her making up with tessa blanchard it yeah. should just be because of her talent i agree with that la rosa negra has been great by the way uh you can watch um almost all of her title defenses as the mission pro wrestling champion on youtube uh under title match network i believe it is um she's been great she's been a great champion she's been i i've been really enjoying her stuff in mission pro so i i would love to see her on a bigger stage i just mm. don't want it to be wow or nwa at this point i, I don't see i don't know what that stage is but i mean i can see she would be a great person in like aw dark and do the do the dark rounds and stuff yeah mission pro is a good bridge yeah especially so. with the with uh thunder rosa being in charge of it mm-hmm so I, I love it. I hope we see more of her uh, at some point soon in a better capacity. Hmm. Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, is officially coming to New Japan Pro Wrestling on November 13th at the Battle in the Valley show in San Jose, California. Thoughts on Buddy Matthews joining the New Japan roster? It's not a contract. You know, he's probably going to be like a Leo Rush type kind of person. But uh, thoughts that, on Buddy Matthews coming to New Japan? That's a big... Um... What first off, it's supposed to be a very big show, uh, for the strong brand. A uh, battle in the valley has been like the one they're hyping up. Uh, they've put you know a lot of uh, videos together mm-hmm. with Japanese talent being part of it. Uh, but I think that's great for him. I think he fits into the strong um idea like in a sense that what new japan strong is supposed to be is you know just top tier wrestling i think i always have thought buddy murphy buddy matthews whatever you prefer i guess we'll just go with buddy because that's the name he kept uh buddy well i can't do it i can't do a impression of it but uh whenever i think of the word buddy i think of um what's that movie called crazy horse crazy heart with um Oh man, it's losing me. Ah, uh, crazy heart with uh, Jeff Bridges, <laughs> buddy, buddy. I can't do it. Can't do a Jeff Bridges. Anyways, you were saying. Anyways, <laughs> I ru- anyway. terrible transition. Uh, I think he's a good fit. I think he has a lot of untapped potential. Um, I always thought he was very good when he got a chance in WWE, so I'm very happy he's getting a shot here. Battle in the Valley, uh, as of October 7th, which is 10 days ago, uh, had 45% of their tickets sold, according to WrestleTix on Twitter. That's pretty good for strong. Hopefully a Buddy or Murphy, Buddy Matthews thing uh, bumps up the ticket sales a little bit more. I think once they start announcing matches. Yeah, typically. Because that looks like that will be when they do Jay White versus uh, to Ishii. Yeah. I... Um, I'm excited for Buddy Matthews to be in New Japan. I I think he's really solid. I think he'd be hugely amazing in the juniors division. Um, facing the like calling of, him a junior is very funny because he's a big dude. He's ginormous, but he's it's that height thing, and we all know yeah. it's a height thing of New Japan. Um, but him, I think he can have really great stuff. I would love. I would rather see him in uh, uh, United Empire. Uh, as the junior in that promotion and that uh divi- well table. they already made that decision yeah well um but i think also uh, i'm interested to see i think i think the whole character is that like he kind of wants to be a lone wolf type so i would interested to see how he does 
I think he would be great in Suzuki Goon. Why not? Let's just do it. Let's do Suzuki Goon for Buddy Matthews. Yeah, I could definitely see him being one to go to Japan when the time comes. I think, and I think it'd be great. I think the likes of him versus Hiromo, I think him versus Sho would be really great. Like honestly, I feel like that would he be could really scrap solid. with he could scrap with heavyweights though. That's the beauty of him. Mm-hmm. Like I, if they want to do the Shingo type thing with, I'm not saying you know send him to a world champion, but that took some time. Yeah. But if they wanted to do the thing where you know he does the juniors for a bit and then transitions to heavyweight, I think that'd be great because then you get a lot of matches out of him early, and he has the talent. He has the talent to work with anyone, and I. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. Maybe they bring the Super J Cup back. Is that what it's called? Yes. He would be a good. He would be a good fit for that type of tournament. I think. Um, I'd even you know consider having him win. So that'd be cool. I agree. I agree. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I want to just give a quick Ayatsi update. There's no, no, there's no theme song for this. No, there's no theme song. But there's good news. There's great news. A deal has been reached as of yesterday, October 16th at, I think, 8 p.m. or something like that. Fourth quarter here. Deal has been re- reached. Strike has been avoided. Shot at the buzzer. Shot at the buzzer, exactly right. Uh, I was very worried about it, honestly, uh, because <laughs> me also personally. Did you see what I was posting in the Slack? I saw some of it. I didn't get to read all of it. I uh, uh, well, I got real nervous about it because on Friday I work, so I work on a, a, a television show um, that would be affected, whatnot, and I was planning on striking because I was allowed to strike. Um, and then like on Friday night, the studio called me and was like, Hey, we're expect, you're expected to show up at work on Monday. If you don't, there's going to be repercussions. Okay. (laughs) They were threatening to fire me, which in its own right is illegal, which the statement alone there is illegal. And yeah, breaks the federal well, they didn't law. say you were going to get fired. They were just going to say, you know, well, the, the, the dialogue in the, the federal labor act, I believe is what it is. And section seven specifically says, if you like threaten, threaten repercussions. Well, good news. Good news is we're all avoided and everything's out of it the way. It doesn't matter. So you can show up on Monday. Everything's great. Uh, solid deal points that are in there. Uh, a great thing for all workers in IOTC. Um, so I'm very happy for that to happen, and I'm very happy for ha- everyone to to relax. Nothing stopping. People get what they deserve. People get people win. You workers win, and everything can still go on production as as per usual. Um, let's get into the show, Scotty. Why not? Let's. That's uh, probably a good call. <laughs> probably get a good call, call to get a show. Um, I don't really have an order here, so I'm gonna let you uh, shoot your shot of where you want to talk about. Would you like to talk? Do you have quick thoughts on G1 Climax Final potentials? Yeah, we can do G1. We can do. There G1. we go. I think. Uh... Didn't even so, didn't even allow me to give the table of contents. No, I don't, I don't need to hear the rest. <laughs> you know, I, I want you to break it down. For I want you to break it down for me right now. Give me the scenarios of what the finals could be. And once you give me those scenarios, I'm going to tell you what the final will be and why this G1 has not been the best G1, but it has been an entertaining G1 climax. Okay, well, we'll start off with B block. Uh, Real simple and easy. Yeah, real (laughs) simple and easy. It's only coming down to Cobb versus Okada on the final night. 
Oh my god, I am shocked. Uh, literally, it's the only match that matters. Everyone else is well. Cobb is undefeated. Uh, Okada is undefeated. Uh, oh no, no, Okada is not undefeated. I take that back. He no, he lost. He lost. But Cobb is undefeated. Um, if uh, it comes down to their final night, everyone's practically el- well. Everyone else is be- basically eliminated in B Block. Cobb wins. Cobb wins. He's the only wrestler at eighteen. He wins the block. He's the first wrestler ever to hit 18 to be undefeated in the G1 Climax and the block. And uh, and Cobb would go on to the finals to face whoever wins the A block. If Okada defeats Cobb, both wrestlers will be tied at 16. And Thanks. Okada, of course, will have the tiebreaker win over Cobb, meanings, meaning Okada goes into the finals. So between those two guys, who do you think is entering the finals as per the B block? Who do I think or who do I want? Both, I guess. Oh, well, I want evil to make it. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> you want evil to come from behind somehow? I, I liked um, when Jeff Cobb called, uh, I said, Bixen bitch after beating <laughs> evil. And he's like, I saved New Japan. And that was great. Uh, but Okada, it's, it's Okada. Like they gave him the loss just so he wasn't undefeated when it all said and done. And no offense to Jeff Cobb, but I don't think he's going to become the first man to go undefeated. I just don't. I think uh, he's had a phenomenal run. He's been one yeah. of the best parts of the tournament by far. Um, he's a he's a deserving man to win all these matches, but it's Okada. It, it has to be Okada. It, it if. It, ha- it feels like it definitely has to be Okada because Cobb beat Okada right before the tournament started. Mm-hmm. So you get that win back. You know, you're right. I don't necessarily see, like, Jeff Cobb being the guy that's like, you know, I would love for him that for all these things to happen. But I don't yeah. quite see Jeff Cobb being the guy that gets the undefeated streak in the G1 Climax. You know, I don't know who you give that to, but that is a record that no one has. Um. So someday, someday someone could have it. I can see that happening. They'll it's they'll do break that record, and then they'll do some sort of crazy thing where they're going to combine the New Japan Cup and the G One Climax into one thing, and then everyone's going to hate it, and then and then they're going to call it the IWGP uh, New Japan Climax. Yeah, that's what we're going with. You left me ha- you left me hanging on that joke. <laughs> That's so bad. But I think I think I think uh, uh, Okada is the guy that should get the win. I think he's going to get the win. Um, I think he's we need Okada to get the win in terms of New Japan uh, excitement. Um, and I think I don't, we'll talk about who we think could win the whole thing. But right now, you and I are both going with Okada winning the B block. It sounds like. Oh uh, yeah. Big Okada season. Okada season, hashtag Raymaker season, hashtag uh, something. Exactly. Um, A block. <laughs> the, I can give Bring you the, it down. I can give you the full scenarios, but these are all from at Chris Samson on Twitter, at the Chris Samson on Twitter. Great um, New Japan, man. Yeah. Uh, That's whatnot. Basically, it's coming down to four people. Right at this point, they're Love all tied. That. They're all tied at twelve at twelve points. We have Shingo, Zack Saber Jr., Kota Ibushi, and Kenta are basically your four guys here. Um, there's a Not bunch of why those are exactly who I wanted. Well, uh, except for Naito, but you know, yeah, well, yeah, we we take what we can get. I guess yeah, it's interesting like what where Naito would have been in all of this. 
Who finished last? Uh, Naito. <laughs> well, no, like out of the healthy people. Uh, I can pull that up real quick. Tangaloa has to be Tangaloa. That was a stupid question. Tangaloa or Ishii? Or Yujiro? Ishii won. Damn it! Yujiro, maybe? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't, I'm still looking it up. That's me guessing. It's probably it's probably Yujiro. Uh, what is this? A block? Uh, yeah. Well, tied for last. Tangaloa and Yujiro at four points. Big day, big day, and we get the last. Uh, we get the last day. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Yujiro and Yujiro still has to face Shingo. Oh <laughs> uh, well, here comes some big juice and Shingo uh, Takagi. And Tangaloa still has to face Zack Saber Jr. Oh well, congrats on the loss, Tangaloa. Um. Uh, so basically, you want you want these block final scenarios? Yeah, I think Shingo needs everyone to lose. Um, basically, let me see if we can find the Shingo blocks things. It's this, it's, it's literally on Chris Sam's Twitter. It's four pages of stuff. My God. Um, it, there is 16 scenarios here and Shingo wins two of them. Wow. Um, Saber Jr. wins four of them. Abushi wins four of them. Kenta wins six of the scenarios. And it's Kenta versus Abushi. Kenta wins. It's... Kenta wins six of the scenarios, but a lot of his scenarios are dependent on Yujiro Takahashi winning and beating uh, Shingo Takagi. Exactly how it should be. So it's all gonna go well when Big Juice for the win pins the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Oh yeah, baby. Oh so yeah. So what you're telling me is it's down to Zach and Kota. That's what you're telling me. Um, I would say so. I would I would reckon a guess. Would you like me to go through all these scenarios, all sixteen scenarios? Or no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I can Thank I can God. pick off. You gave me all I needed to know. Uh, Zach Saber Jr. versus Okada in the finals. That was my call. I don't I hmm I don't, I don't think it's going to be Ibushi. I don't I, I think mean, that would be ridiculous. It's Ibushi versus Kenta in the final matchup. So I think Kenta beats him. I'd love Kenta to get the spot, but. I, I don't but, think I don't think Kenta's gonna win the whole thing, but no, I think, not at all. I think Kenta beats Ibushi, at the very least. You you need you would need huge to come through. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think yeah, I think Shingo beats huge, and then I think it comes down to let me let me actually pull it up again because based on what I'm saying just now, would that even be possible? For what I'm saying, so if Kenta beats Ibushi and Shingo beats Yujiro. Who? What would be the scenario there? Let me pull it up here real quick. Zack Saber Jr. wins. LOL. I think I I would go if Zack Saber Jr. Are we, we're, yes. we're talking Saber versus Okada again. We, yeah. Both of us think Okada is going to be in the B block. So of the four matches, I mean, Shin, you save Shingo for if if Okada is winning the whole thing, you save Shingo. You don't put Shingo in the the finals there, right? Right. You save him for Wrestle Kingdom. Saber. I think you put him in there. I think he can lose to Okada because then he might go off and do tag team stuff with Tai Chi yeah. and Gorillas of Destiny and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Abushi, three in a row, potentially. That's the story. Four, four total. Four finals in a row. But I don't. I don't. Don't I, do that. I don't don't do that. No. That just sounds dangerous. 
Um, I'm I'm not interested in that. Kenta Kenta's Kenta's an interesting person, but he's not a winner. He's not like a a sexy winner to me versus like a a, a saber or Shingo or Ibushi. That that makes sense. He's a former G G H C heavyweight champion. Take mm-hmm. it back. Oh, my apologies, sir. My apologies. He has the credentials, but it doesn't matter because it's Rainmaker Shazer Okada's winning the whole thing. There you go. I gave my final prediction. Of course, next week we'll be able to talk about all this. But I think we are in agreement. Saber Jr., Okada, that's the way to go. It just makes all the sense. Uh, the way they've built the story of, you know, Saber Jr. taking out Naito, you know, they've they've worked that into his story and being able to just win in any way necessary. Um, and then finally being stopped by Okada, who's come back to form in this tournament. I think it's the perfect story to complete. And I still think that Okada should be facing the winner of Shingo versus Osprey, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the hard part about all this G one climax stuff is we got three Wrestle Kingdoms down the line. Do you do um, you know Osprey Shingo night one, and then Shingo defends against Okada at some point after that? Funny or, joke, you think Shingo definitely wins. Sorry, did I say Shingo? Okada, you know, Okada attacks whatever the guys. And then you have night three or whatever. I'm, I've been under the assumption that'll be like Osprey defends his title night one, Shingo defends his title night two. Wait, against the G1 Climax winner. I guess I guess Okada could actually go. go ooh, what if Okada picks? Just wait. What if Okada picks between Osprey and Shingo? If he was smart, he'd just wait. Like, like smart, like decision making is, you know what? I'll just wait for you guys to kill each other and then I'll just come in and beat you up. And but, then you also tire, you get tired after that. You know, you're, right. you're, you know, a couple, you're a night young, you know, night, uh, hurt or whatever. I'm pretty confident that Osprey will be back for Wrestle Kingdom. I agree. So it's Wrestle I th- Kingdom. It's Wrestle I Kingdom. think it's best you give night one that match. Shingo Osprey instantly right off the bat, and then Okada's waiting in the wings. I think it just makes all the sense in the world. I don't really care about that third night. I don't think it's nearly as important as the first two because it's like, isn't it days after? It's not even like back to back to back. It's like there's a there's like yeah. three or four days. I believe in it's there. I believe it's the fourth, the fifth, and the eighth. I believe. Yeah. See, I think you can build around maybe a first defense or you know something odd there you or you could do like naito naito on night three against against okada you could do that so there's this i forget what's the name of the match but like there's this match where you have to win two straight to be the winner mm-hmm. like so it's like and it's between like three people you could do something like that and have it uh, and someone needs to win twice in a row so say osprey versus shingo Shingo wins. Mm-hmm. Then you do Okada versus Shingo. Okada wins, and then you do Okada versus Osprey. Okada wins again, mm. and you have a proven. This is the champion once for all, or whoever wins. You don't have to have Okada win. I just think we're going to the point where Okada is getting the title back. It's been a, it's been a long time for Gato to keep it out of his hands, and uh, just makes a lot of sense. But I think I think they have an interesting story to tell no matter what and i think them give it or not give it but having osprey be like i'm the second champion has actually been a smart move so yeah 
I just wish he has had more defenses. I think that's my only. Well, thing. yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, you know, I don't know who you want him to defend it against. <laughs> Obviously, let's do Buddy Matthews, baby. Let's put Buddy Matthews in that spot. That would be a good ass match. It would be. It would be. I, yeah, I mean, hopefully he ba- he defends it at uh, Battle in the Valley, and then that'll probably be his last defense up until then. But it's better. Yeah. Maybe you get. Maybe that's when you bring him back for maybe power struggle or something like that. Yeah. Um, just real quickly before we go, the A block final in order of match order is Great Okan, Kojima, doesn't matter, Ishii, Yano, uh, which has some implications for Kenta, uh, Shingo, Yujiro, Sabre Jr. versus Tangaloa, main event, Abushi versus Kenta. So main event of that night is the, ooh, let's see what happens here. Rightfully so. so that's, that, how you, that's how you book a show. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, G1 Climax. Get out of here. We'll see you next week, G1 Climax. We'll see we'll see you in the ring. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I, you leaned into the microphone. <laughs> I was trying to go away, but that was a powerful one. <laughs> that was a powerful one. That was a powerful ass sneeze. Whew. What a transition out of what we're doing. Speaking of sneezing, um, would you like to talk about Impact Bound for Glory. There we go. Let's talk about Bound for Glory. Let's preview Bound for Glory happening, of course, this weekend, this Saturday. uh, At 10 p.m. Yes, on 10 p.m., a special start time, October 23rd at 10 p.m. on pay-per-view out of Samstown in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Uh, trying to decide if I want to watch that after Dynamite or not. That's... That's the hard the the fact that it's a pay per view is like this could go on for two three four yeah. hours yeah victory and then gonna be up the next day victory road was five hours <laughs> I was just like, yeah. what <laughs> so I'm kind of nervous <laughs> victory road should not have been five hours oh no now he's dying on us yeah no. and they're gonna do like surprises and you know like something crazy is gonna happen. It's, Shit, I'm gonna have to watch it live. It's bound for glory. That's the that's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's you know bound you know for glory. You know something's gonna happen. Um, I'm just checking WrestleTix to see if they have uh their tickets, but it doesn't look like tickets are on sale yet. Is it? Is it? A, oh no, it's in Vegas, so it's an actual like something different, some a different setting for Bound for Glory. Yes, uh, tickets are on sale yet, but I cannot. There doesn't seem like they have a ticket map on uh, Ticketmaster here. But let's talk about the actual show. Let's preview the actual show. Of course, the main event that everyone's talking about: Christian Cage defending the Impact World Championship against Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander gave up the X Division title to uh, challenge officially challenge Christian Cage for this title. Thoughts on this match, Scotty? Very excited for this one. Not going to lie to you, though. I kind of forgot Christian Cage was the champion. Uh, but, 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 I think this should be not only a great match, but it's exactly how it should have been. I still think that Josh Alexander should have beat Kenny for it, but it's okay. I understand why not. You know, the story they're telling, no one's beating Kenny before Hangman Page. Well, Christian did, but that was a little different. There was a chair involved, you know. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. I think Josh Alexander is the perfect option to be the next Impact World Champion and bring him fully into this next era in their 
promotion. Uh, I think the match can be really good. You know, they're two great professional wrestlers. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's the type of main event that fits Bound for Glory. Yeah, I like it. I, I do think that this match was going to be Omega versus Alexander, but then because of Paige going on maternity leave, and then they need a slot in Christian, and then have that match be more interesting and all sort of domino effect that happened, we ended up with this match, but still is great. You know, Canadian versus mm. Canadian already. Um, which is in the also, middle of Las Vegas. In the middle of Las Vegas, a classic spot for this Canadian company that didn't impact. Um, Christian Cage versus Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander has been probably the best person on Impact for quite a while. Um, you know, I mean, you can say Kenny. He's a great X Division champion. Amazing X Division champion. A lot of solid matches out of him for Josh Alexander. He solidified that title after it was being uh, hot potatoed for a while. Yeah. And, and, and oh yeah, and he he made the title what it is, and now it's more prestigious according to Impact's uh, history and the commentating team and whatnot. Um, I think he deserves it. I think he deserves the title win. I don't think Christian necessarily needs it. I think he can you know can have these cool spots, but I think Josh Alexander having the Impact World Title is kind of what Impact needs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christian's cool and all, but I think they you need someone that's of that ilk and Josh Alexander is the thing that is, you know, the, the newsworthy item for, uh, impact. You yeah. know, jo- Josh is getting picked up by like new Japan now. And, you know, and these other he's places, the perfect rep. Yeah. He's the perfect rep. Uh, you know, you've had a good year of the surprising Kenny Omega being impact world champion and Christian cage being impact world champion, but it's time to put the title back on your talent, a guy that you can build around, a guy that is your top star. Mm-hmm. And I think um, hopefully by the end of Bound for Glory, they have the two correct champions leading their promotion moving forward. I also don't think that this will deter anyone from booking a Josh Alexander defending the title against Kenny Omega match. No, no, I wouldn't be shocked um, if they did that after he lost the AEW World Title. Yeah, uh, do it like Slam Anniversary. I don't even know when that when the next big pay per view for Impact would be, but yeah, yeah do would it another be next year. I mean, they'll probably have um, Hard to Kill, which is at the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kenny's probably going to take off some time after losing the title, understandably so. The man's been going, and going, and yeah. going. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I definitely would, you know, try to get that match if you can. But if not, it's not the end of the world either. I think they just have to keep building up stars in their own promotion as well. Yeah, and I'm excited for this match. I it could easily be match of the night. Could easily be a great match. I think it has all the tools to do so. Um, Deanna Perrazzo defending her Knockouts Championship versus Mickey James. Uh, heated rivalry here, you know, built up kind of off the backs of NWA's um, Empower. Um, they had a great uh, farm brawl where Deanna showed up on Mickey's farm and they just beat the ever-loving crap out of each other. Um, and yeah, no, just, and they just have now just got all heated all <laughs> over this and now we're going to defend the title. I think this match could also be a great match. I think this match could also be great. Deanna Prazo has been a great knockouts champion. Mickey James, I think uh I don't think Mickey James is going to win. I could see her winning, but I don't think it's going to be happening. But I I mean the problem is also if Deanna wins is who she who's after that. 
if anyone's going to beat Deanna, it could be Mickey James. But I think Mickey is going to put over Deanna here and even more. And Deanna, like I said, Impact needs people that are Impact, that represent Impact, aren't these outsider people. Josh Alexander, Deanna Perrazzo are that, and they are the great stalwarts of Impact. So let's keep the title on Deanna here. I could see them wanting to like get the shock of like, oh, Mickey James is champion again. Yeah. Um, I just think that's the wrong move. I think Deanna has been your it has been the crutch, has been the the one that has been so consistent in impact over the past really since the moment she joined. Yeah. Actually. Like she has been the reason anyone has cared besides, you know, when AEW and Impact came together. She was the consistent person and i think there is still so many different ways to go with her title reign i think you know you have you have the iconics coming in sorry the inspiration whatever the hell they're called uh you're you're signing masha slamovich which is i think it's a great signing um i mean i guess you can have a match with chelsea but no one wants that uh i'm trying i just have oh i think that the match with taylor wilde that was um teased way back is still a reasonable match to do and if she lost the title to taylor wilde i wouldn't be shocked there's still ways to go here and i think there's also tasha Steeles, who i see as a future knockouts champion and Mm. i think there's a lot of ways to go do they go from diana to mickey to tasha because tasha's getting a very good big push now do they give it to mercedes martinez who won the uh, knockouts, knockdown, knock. That what's it called tournament. The knockout, knockdown. Yeah, yeah. They she won that tournament to earn a shot. There's so many ways to go here, which is really exciting for them. And I think if Mickey wins, it's going to either Tasha or Mercedes, because I, I don't think Mickey would have a long reign. But I think the best decision in the end is having Deanna win. She's just been so good, so consistent. Yeah, and I think uh, I think they made a mistake when they did the surprise of giving Sue Young that title win um, last year, just to like oh to like do the break. Yeah, thing. yeah, I don't like that. I think she should have been champion all the way through. That being said, I think it's very smart to keep the title on her. Yeah, I think I agree. I I forgot about the Mercedes Martinez thing. I think Mercedes versus Deanna would be a great match to do after this, and then you have Mercedes win that, and that's a good way to get off that. I think this is yeah. a, and I think a solid match to be at the like end of Deanna's yeah. reign. And I think you can have title matches with Rachel Ellering too, if you wanted. Like, there's a lot of matches that I think you surprisingly still have if you break down tag teams because. I mean, when's the last time they did her in Jordan Grace? It's been a long time, I'm guessing. And I think Jordan Grace is a completely different wrestler now. So they have so much talent, and I think they're only adding more talent. So very exciting. Very exciting. Well, Jordan Grace can't be involved because she's busy fighting over the Impact Digital Media Championship. Oh, yes, of course. Shame on me for even thinking about that where she is facing the likes of crazy steve and and johnny swinger uh, josh alexander versus jordan grace for the world title that'd be sick let's do it why not 
I can see it actually. I can see that potentially happening. Um, Decay defending their Knockouts Tag Team Championships against the newcomers, the Inspiration, Jessica McKay and Cassie Lee, excuse me, who are making their Impact debut, of course, at Bound for Glory. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the first time we're going to see the likes of uh, Lee and McKay in months. Um, and they're going to be facing Decay. What are the odds you think of Decay winning this? <laughs> Negative five. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I saw them announce it as the title match. I was like, well, I'm happy they're not waiting. <laughs> I'm happy we're not wasting time here as to why the inspiration is coming in. They're clearly going to win the titles. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is very close. I don't think it's a conversation. I don't even know why the decays the champions frankly but i guess that's fine um the inspiration i think i i think a lot of us can agree that's always been a perfect addition for uh impact and i'd love to see what those can do those two can do you know down the line as singles in a non-wwe promotion uh i think they can be singles while being together that's always been my thought Yes, and I agree. I think that's the, been their whole aesthetic as well. Like is, they were in NXT. Mm-hmm, is that they can they can live on their own, but also being a team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm intrigued to see this. I, I'm in, intrigued to see the inspiration in action. I'm very intrigued to see how they do outside of the main roster isms. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Decay is the team I want to see that against, but here's the thing so i was watching i was catching up on impact t- television before we had this conversation i watched a bunch of tell bunch of weeks of tv yeah you know I, I it's my job man it's my job to to do this for the for the audience so i i watched a bunch of impact television the roster for the impact women's division on paper is great but like up top is solid and then there is like a vast flattening of the curve the tag division in the knockout tag division is not that great let's be honest you got decay in there you got you got um uh what are they called uh you have the team of Tennille dashwood and madison rain and they're not that good they're not that good either no you, not at all <laughs> tasha steals and savannah evans is is okay that's an um, interesting team to me. Uh, they're still new, so I, I'm still like, eh, we'll figure it out. There's I the, like Tasha. There's the uh, Sue Young team of Brandy Loren and and uh, what's her face Kimberly uh, that are like the undead brides. Yeah, which great. is also like okay, that's like a kind of another thing. Um, there's a not a, not a lot of depth really in in terms of great wrestling and the knockouts women's tag team division. And I hope the inspiration bring that. The problem is, oh, I, there's also Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. I, I not, should not forget them. Yeah, but the to, A team. But to me, it's the inspiration versus Grace and Ellering, and that's like the sexiest matchup there. Everything else, I'm like, oh. Hey, man. this is a PG show. Hey man, God. hey man, I, I apologize. But there's nothing like I can see here that I'm like really sinking my teeth into. I would love if Deanna loses and then joins the tag team division. I think that would be fun. I think that would be really helpful. She would need a partner, and maybe that partner is a hot mess. I don't know, but I think we need something at the very least to to give the, this team some good competition. 
And maybe maybe they we don't get good competition. Maybe we have to find that competition through the door. I don't know. I, I think there's solid team stuff out there. Um, but we'll find out, I guess. I think, you know, but either way, I think, you know, Inspiration's winning. Women's tag team titles are a great idea as long as a promotion is willing to go out of their way to make tag teams matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we've had a tough time seeing that in full. Um, you know, WWE tag title, uh, women's tag titles don't need to be discussed. Um, they, you know, matter when they feel like they matter. And it's usually only when Sasha and Bailey have them. Uh, and I mean, these knockouts, women's titles, I feel like have switched. I mean, fire and um, fire and flavor. Fl- Fire and Flav was I thought they were very good with them. I wish Grace and Ellering held them longer. I just wish they didn't have them hot potato. Like I feel like a good run out of uh Grace and Ellering would have made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um but it's what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I think impact makes has, gives more importance into the women's tag team division Absolutely. uh than WWE. They just don't have great, like, standout teams, which is, I think, my biggest problem. Well, I think they have teams. I just think the teams themselves are not as good as people think. Like, when you think of Rosemary and Havoc, it's not, they're not top tier wrestlers here. And I'm being- not like they used to be. Like, we can't think they're the wrestlers they were five years ago. They're just not. Like, yeah. Rosemary hasn't been the same since that terrible. Um, I forget what happened, to be honest. But oh, the uh, sexy star. Uh, yeah, yeah, incident. she hasn't been the same since then. Yeah. Um, and it is whatever. I don't know why we're going so far into this. I guess it doesn't really matter. I just hope, uh, I hope the inspirations gives new life into that division, which I I'm agree. sure they will because they are very entertaining. I agree. Um, the X division championship is up for grabs yet again, of course, after Josh Alexander exercise option C. Uh, so we're going to have a triple threat match for the X division championship is going to be Steve Macklin versus Trey Miguel versus El Fantasmo. They had a bunch of, uh, triple threat tournament qualifiers. I believe I no clue. El Fantasma was competing for this title. Oh yeah. I believe it was a uh, Miguel beat Laredo kid and Alex Zane, Steve Macklin beat black Toros and PD Williams and El Fantasma. <gasps> El Fantasma. They beat black Toros. What the fuck? Black Toros does not matter in this promotion. I'm telling you That's right now. That's a shame. It's, I know he does. It's frustrating. It's a shame. So, man, it's so the dude's amazing. <laughs> It's so frustrating. I mean, they put him with Decay, so he's in with like Rosemary Havoc and so Crazy he matters Steve. even less. But it, it's so aggravating to see the likes of Black Toros be in this promotion because <laughs> he doesn't matter one bit. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I love Black Toros. Um, and then who did El Phantasma beat? I'm going to look that up as well. I have it written down, but I just have it in front of me. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's going to be the triple threat. Macklin, Miguel, and Phantasmo. Thoughts on this triple threat match? It's definitely intriguing. It's definitely... I could see really anyone winning it. I could see them want to, you know, have the popularity of... Well, you know, Phantasmo's not initially popular, but he's well-known. I could see them wanting to go with that. I could see them running with Trey Miguel because I feel like they've been doing this on-again, off-again push with him. And I feel like Steve Macklin is a guy that they clearly are getting behind. And I think he's actually doing very good work. 
mm-hmm. um, as a wrestler, as a comment. Uh, he had a good promo the other day. Um, so I could see it go anyway. Uh, if I had to do a shot in the dark here, I could see Macklin pin Miguel to win the title. I don't think Fantasma gets pinned if he's losing, mm-hmm. just because of reasons. Um, this and, is a tough one. This also- is actually a really tough one. Uh, Phantasmo beat uh, Willie Mac and I, had, I just had it in my head. And now I just lost it. He beat Willie Mac and some other guy. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Disrespect to Willie Mac. Oh, uh, God. What uh, are we doing here? Steve Macklin is also undefeated in this promotion. Yeah, Steve Macklin's winning. So the I, I don't I, know why you end it now. I yeah, I, I could see him not being the one pinned, and then that's how yeah. you do it. But I think. I can he makes s- the most sense. I think Steve Macklin wins it and then like immediately capture, uh, you know, immediately does option C or something, and, and that'd be kind of amazing. Gives it up. Um, I think Phantasma would be a cool spot here. You know, if we're going to mm-hmm. have the stalwarts of Diana and Alexander, you know, ha- hold the titles, why not give it to a Forbidden Door guy like Phantasmo? I think that could be fun. Um, I don't get think it to Bay. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I that would be great. I also would love. Is, is love Chris Bay on this pay per view? Uh, yes, we'll he get to be. we'll get to him. Uh, like Chris Bay is like for me, for me personally, when it comes to their men's wrestlers, it goes Josh Alexander, Chris Bay, everybody else, and I'm very upset that I still have not heard Chris Bay's name on this show. I like Ace Austin too; he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I, I think. Is Moose on this show? We'll get to we'll get we'll get to the, all these guys. Okay, um, I'm so rattled right now. <laughs> Steve, I think Steve Macklin should win it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's it's not necessarily who I want, but it makes sense within the promotion for him to win it. And I think you know, I think he just goes for after Josh Alexander. I think he would be a good challenge after Josh Alexander, and then Alexander can put, push him back down by beating him. So I think that's. I also agree with your point that I think Trey Miguel needs something. So if him winning it gets well, them there, then. Let's do well, that. I don't really need him to win personally, but I mean, at the same time, if you're going to keep giving him these matches, he's going to have to win one yeah. eventually someday. Maybe they just enter someone in surprisingly. Maybe like the out of nowhere, Buddy Matthews comes in and wins the damn thing. Mm? That'd, mm? that'd be pretty nice. That'd, that'd be pretty nice. Buddy Matthews X Division title run would be pretty nice. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And then, and then he can just lose it to like Chris Bay or something. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Happy we're in agreement. Violent by design will be taking on the tag team of Heath Slater. And if he shows up, Rhino. Rhino has been kicked out of Violent by Design and Heath Slater. Oh, sorry, not Heath Slater. Heath returned after injury uh, to help out Rhino, but Rhino is conflicted. He doesn't know if he should help his longtime friend and Heath. Or still be, you know, in in cahoots of violent by design. So right now it's a mystery of whether or not Rhino would be there. Uh, but we'll find out. Scotty, you don't seem chazzed about this. Is, is Eric Young hurt? I don't still. know what's happening with Eric Young. But been hurt forever. He has like... been hurt forever. Uh I don't know what's happening. He, I th- he, I hope he's returning this match. I hope he's returning. By the way, Ethan Rhino went. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to talk about. <laughs> if 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 Rhino shows up, they win. But I, I for he's being back, he was gone forever. Yeah, I believe he he had like a groin issue. He like tore his groin or something. Yeah, it's not good. That's that's terrible. I can't imagine how that would have been. Um, yeah, Don't so wanna. 
I don't. Yeah, me neither. I think that would be. I think having Heath and Rhino putting them together would be good. Some good stuff in the tag team division. You know, they're not going to be great stuff. I don't know if they'll ever be champions, but they could, you know, easily do hold their own. Hopefully, we see Eric Young return in this match as a wrestler because I think I would like to see Eric Young wrestle again. I don't know what's happening with this guy. But yeah, Is there a tag title match. Uh, um, no, no men's. T- who has the impact tag title? That's a good question. I was just <laughs> gonna say it out loud. I was. I've been watching. Oh, oh, the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. Um, I, I mean, obviously, any tag match on a pay per view has tag team title implications. Um, but it's the Good Brothers, and they've been doing their own spit sh- stuff of just like holding on to it and doing promos from home. Um, so we'll see what happens. AK, we don't want to show up for anything besides AEW. Pretty Got much. it. Pretty much. The Call Your Shot Gauntlet. The returns at Bound for Glory. Of course, two competitors start in the ring, and after a time interval, more entries join the fray. Eliminations, These are always fun. eliminations occur by throwing your opponent over the top rope. So it's uh, uh, basically a Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> uh, then you have to pin the last guy, right? Yes. Uh, when there are yeah. only two people remaining, then you have to pin or submit the last person. Um, the They did a battle royal uh, on the Go Home show. Uh, determining who would be get the number 20 spot and also who would be getting the number one spot. Number one in this is going to be Chris Sabin. Hell yeah. And number 20 is going to be W. Morrissey. I have a, I have a complaint. I have a complaint right um, off the bat. Before you, give your, the- before you give your complaint, the other people announced for this match so far is Rich Swan, Brian Myers, and Moose. But go oh ahead. God. Go what ahead. The hell are doing? Why is Chris Sabin in a battle royal? Chris Saban is so good. I forgot Chris Saban was even an impact, to be fair. Uh, Chris Saban's like, oh, man, that's upsetting. I mean, he's going to have a good run. He's a good number one person. Um, W. Morrissey at 20. I understand why they did that. Mm-hmm. Moose is in this, too? Yeah. I don't even I don't love Moose, but, like, it's he's one of their top stars. What are we doing here? Rich Swan's in this, too? What? <laughs> Eddie Edwards in this too? Uh, he's not announced according to the uh, website, but presumably, presumably he's, anyone's up for grabs. So I mean, Chris Bay isn't in this. We have literally five people announced for us, and we have fifteen blank open spots. Is we, this the only match left yes. on the card? Yes, correct, sir. Chris Bay better win this damn thing. Assu- like, assuming we don't have another match announced between now and uh, ne- the actual the sorry the actual go home show, which is this upcoming Thursday. Oh, okay, yo. This is a weird, weird, weird situation we got going on here. I don't, I don't know, man. Um, Do you think there'll be any surprises in this match? Yeah, will it be a good surprise? Don't know. What about Alex Shelley at number two? That'd be lit. That'd be awesome. Actually, <laughs> that'd be amazing. I'd love that. Um, Motor City Machine Guys for Life. The, the only tag team. The only thing I need to go through the Forbidden Door right now. Besides Deanna Perazzo, is them. I would love if they went through the forbidden door. Uh, we even talk about if Deanna, if Deanna losing, she can easily go through the forbidden door and now challenge Britt Baker. Feel like she could do that winning, but you know, whatever. Um, well, we're getting Britt Baker versus Anna J, so there's pain all around. Uh, mm, of okay. course, uh, I, I didn't say I'm here, sure. but presumably the winner of this match gets a shot at the championship. Well, 
Rhino used it for tag titles. So they they <laughs> you call your shot for literally anything. Great point. Uh, I think Bay. I think Chris Bay would be the perfect winner um, for something like this. If it's not him, I don't. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> I, this is gonna be a surprise or two. That, that's gonna happen. Will they be good surprises? <laughs> that's that's the real question. Uh, I can see Laredo Kid being it. I guess he's not really a surprise. Um, what about Suzu- what about Suzuki? We know he's coming to Impact. That'd be pretty amazing if they had him win and then call a shot against Josh Alexander. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Who I, says no? I guess. Just, <laughs> do Do you think? I mean, it's got to be someone Impact on the roster. Special. Got to be someone on the roster who wins this match, right? Uh yeah, probably. I guess he doesn't have most win. Be weird though, because I don't see him winning the title anytime soon. I'm still shocked he's never been champion. Um, I could see Morrissey winning, and then they do a tag team thing with Moose and Morrissey, which they've kind of been teaming up together against the Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. But that's heel versus heel, so I don't even see that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. They'll probably just have Morrissey win. He can def- challenge Josh Alexander. I don't know, man. It's what about a- Braun Strowman? It's a gauntlet. I guess they, we could have surprises. Braun Strowman could show up. I don't know when the Fiend can show up. Uh, Halloween's when he's all done. For, wait, for, for really? <laughs> it's uh, it's like right at Halloween. Oh my god, which uh, is very funny. Um, just confirm. What day was he released? Uh, he was released uh July. His his non compete clause will end on October 29th. Wait, hold it's, on. <laughs> yeah, July 31st. So October 29th is probably 90 days, right? Yes. Yeah, so pretty much Halloween. Yeah, so he won't be here. Uh, maybe they just have Jay White come back. Uh, I don't I have no idea what they're going to do. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I really care. This is the type of match where I just watch and I'm like, you know, whatever. What, what, if, what if Christopher Daniels wins? Ooh, it, it, it's, cool. it's kind of it's impossible. Alexander, that'd be fun. Do you know Christopher Daniels' eye is still not healed? I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's wearing a contact or anything. I would, I would imagine he's he would if it maybe. Oh my god! But his eye, it's not like ugly. It's like basically like pure black. It's basically it looks like what Malachi Black is supposed to be doing. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It is terrifying. It looks awful, but uh, you know that you know them's the breaks, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, Christopher. We've James. really went off the rails here with the call your shot battle royal. It, what are we supposed to preview? Only five people <laughs> out of twenty are in this announced for this match so far. I don't know. I don't make this shit up. What AEW guy is going to be in there? Probably Christopher Daniels. Um, Matt Hardy. Let's put Matt Hardy in there. Why not? Hardy family. Uh, if I have to hear that theme song, I'm going to cry. <laughs> let's let's break the, let's break down the AEW World Championship. Eliminator tournament or something like come on let's yeah. get some good let's do that, it this, this call your shot thing killed me <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it, it. Thanks too much the AEW world title eliminator tournament was announced um officially nearly as good as the one you originally said <laughs> i looked at it i was like yeah, i think doesn't look <laughs> i think i got i think i got tom customs yeah, on, on me. Um, 
Yeah, so the word title eliminator is going to be uh, official. Uh, starts uh, next Friday on Rampage, and then it'll continue on Dynamite, obviously. Rampage and then the... is amazing next week. Of course. The finals, of okay, course, will don't take... Don't say of course. This week was kind of mid. Apparently, no, apparently it's really good. Apparently, uh, there's rumors that Pac versus Andrade was the second best, maybe best match on Rampage history so far. Oh, they taped it? Oh, yeah, they taped it. For this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So Let's go. There's rumors. Well, first of all, t- I guess one of these matches has already happened officially because they taped it. And then also that apparently Ram- apparently Rampage is really good next week. Well, I don't know the results, so I'm just going to go in dumb. Yeah, me neither. World title eliminator. On the left side of the bracket, we have Dark Order's number 10 against John Moxley. LOL. And we also have Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Tell me John Moxley's winning without telling me John Moxley's winning this side of the bracket. No offense to everyone else. Uh, I like what Moxley's doing. I think his, like, tweener kind of, you know, on the brink of being a heel. It's clear we're getting Cassidy versus Moxley. They told you that on Dynamite this week. That is going to be the semifinal. I think it's a great semifinal. Very interesting uh, dynamic between the two. Um, I think it'll be great. Who do you think is going to win between Moxley and Orange? Moxley. I already have the finals figured out in my head yeah, via too. via Tony Khan's notebook. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess that's a good point. I guess that's a very good, <laughs> very strong point. I think uh, with we, forgetting that about that notebook stuff, I think it's also very odd. Like, it's I, the right decision in my opinion. Let me look up the last week. Y- last you week. want you want the biggest match possible. This is the biggest match possible. Uh, I'm going to see if I can look up their last year's um, card. Yeah, or oh. their thing. Last year it was Penta versus Phoenix, uh, Omega oh, versus great. Omega versus Janela, but it became Sun and Kiss. Oh, that match was the best match of the tournament. Colt Cabana versus Hangman Adam Page, and then Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. Shit, I, I love that Kenny run through that tournament. That was so good. I feel like that bracket's better than this bracket. <laughs> Well, you had Lucha Bros facing each other, which is awesome. I don't know if it's better. I think it's just because you're looking at 10 and you're like, hmm. You, because, like, you have to remember, you just told me Cole Cabana. Hey, man. And no offense to Sunny Kiss, but you also told me Sunny Kiss. You told me two I, dark originals. I also told you Jungle Boy. Anyways, uh, Dustin Rhodes. I know. Uh, on the right side of the bracket, we have Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Danielson. I, I never expected that match to happen in a million years. Probably going to be good, honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, D- Dustin's Danielson. solid. And Danielson's, you know, just printing out uh, great matches out of his butt lately. So, uh, yeah, let's probably. Uh, Danielson's winning. And. Uh, I don't remember the bottom part of the bracket, so tell me. <laughs> bottom part is Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Hmm. That's a good one. That's like the only one that I feel uncertain about who can win that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I could see Lance win and have Danielson beat him. I could see Kingston win. I don't know. Do you want to have Lance lose again in like 
gross fat. Like, I think Kingston can lose in the first round. It doesn't hurt him. If Lance loses in the first, I guess we've gotten to the point where it really doesn't matter if Lance Archer's hurt or not. Uh, they clearly are just never going to do too much with him, which is fine. I mean, he's older of age. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the idea of me, Kingston and Danielson. I think Kingston and Danielson is such a sexier matchup to me, but I do also like the idea of Lance winning to give him something and yeah. then and then he can lose to Danielson. I also think that could be a good match. Yeah, this is the only one that's a toss up. So I I like the uh, I like the going. idea of Danielson going through Lance Archer to then face Moxley. You know, there's something yeah, about that. I, I, mean, I guess there's also the Eddie Kingston. You could do the same thing with Eddie Kingston. Now that oh, that would be an even better story, you know, because yeah. he beat Kingston and Mox. And I think Mox is the first challenger to Hangman would be interesting, which I could see them do, um, you know, because he's he they seem to be pushing him as a potential heel figure more now because I, I, I really noticed that on Dynamite this week. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for this tournament. I'm happy they brought it back. I'm happy this is a constant now i like i like constant tournaments to get excited for i thought it was just a one-time thing so happy they brought it back and danielson versus mox should be fantastic if that's what we get who knows well you kind of revealed a little bit there is that you thought mox would be a great first challenger to page so we're we both presume page is going to win the title here so are you saying that mox versus danielson will happen at the pay-per-view and mox is winning yes Hmm. But maybe who knows? Maybe it's gonna be ten versus Lance Archer. <laughs> what do I know? Maybe that's the final. If that's the final, then shut the TV off. Heel Mox. That's it, beating Danielson, being the first guy to beat Danielson. Hmm. Here's what? the thing about Danielson and Punk. Like I know, I understand why they're undefeated right now because yeah. they're new, but they can lose. Like they don't have to be undefeated they're not undefeated type wrestlers if that makes sense yeah and i i I, that's just my um thought process on it and i think uh long term mox as a i I always like mox as a tweener more than like a straight up either one and his his character has been like just getting more serious and angry by the weeks so we also have to remember that in, in the new year everything gets reset so it's literally like whoever is going to win this tournament is the last challenge oh, yeah. before the before the new year mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, and then we can do winters coming again. I'm looking up real quickly about who who is undefeated in singles competition on AEW's roster. Um, I don't think this is up to date, by the way, because it says Bobby Fish it's has not. only had, it says Bobby Fish has only had one match. I'm pretty sure the guns are undefeated. Uh oh, I'm saying singles singles competition, but I guess. Yeah, I don't know where Colton is. Well, it's not updated, so. Yeah, I guess it's true. Come on, AEW, update your goddamn website. I will say, though, them not doing Adam Cole in this <laughs> tournament makes me think he could be the guy to uncrown Hangman. I really like the idea of Adam Cole versus Paige at the New Year Smash show. Hmm. I really like that idea. I've seen it. Yeah. I, see it see, I saw it floated around, and I really like that idea. Um, good. If he's not in this tournament, uh, and then and then he can lose, and it would be fine. But can guarantee he is not in the tournament. 
Yeah, the que- I think the question is who is who is the person that can unseat Paige, and I don't think it's quite known yet. I think there's too I many variables. I don't want it to be MJF. I that, just don't want it to be him. To me, if he beats Darby Allen, then I would say maybe MJF. It's probably going to be MJF, but like, ugh, I don't, I can't get myself to care. Ugh, I just, him, him and America top team make me want to shut the TV off every single time they show up. America top team more than anything. Well, that's a good America thing. That's a good thing. They're heels. No, they're boring. They're terrible. It's boring as hell. Dan Lambert for like lost his insult yesterday. He was like, you, you, uh. I was like, what is happening? This sucks. Like why? And then like Jericho making fun of Paige Van Zandt. I was like, what are we doing? Here? I hated that. I hated that. I was that. like, this hate- is so dumb. I like, I hate that he singled out the only woman in that and then made fun of her. <laughs> like, what are we doing? That's so insulting. Yeah, she can beat his ass, so that's that's the funnier part. Whatever. Who? I'm not talking about America Top Team. I just I don't care. I can't. Don't. Well, let's <laughs> instead of that, let's talk about something way more fun and interesting. Crown Jewel is happening this Thursday. <laughs> At the same time, is this you... our last part? Yeah. Oh, this nice. is the show. <laughs> this nice. is... This was the show today. We talked about WoW. We talked about the Call Your Shot gauntlet. We talked about... <laughs> Thank God for my unboxing. <laughs> You're unboxing. I think you shot the coop too early. I think we needed a, to save it a little bit. Oh, boy. Well, here's the thing about Crown Jewel. If you forget, if you forget the entire reason this pay-per-view is happening and what's going on around the pay-per-view... It's a pretty good show. <laughs> but if you know you have morals, then you probably don't forget. And, uh, you know, that's understandable. Uh, it's a WrestleMania built card. Like, there is match after match after match here that's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, we got we got Saudi Taker over here facing off with Mustafa Ali. We got, okay, I got to stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That wasn't a bad thing. He is the undertaker of Crown Jewel and Saudi events. Let's start off with that match then. Crown Jewel again happening uh, the 21st of November. It's happening this Thursday. At the same time, you could watch the G1 Climax Finals. You could also watch WWE Crown Jewel. Well, this is at 12 p.m. Eastern. My my apologies, sir. And I have work off, not on purpose, so I guess I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. This is this kind of show where I'm going to try to find it without uh, using the Peacock subscription. You're just going to make your life difficult. Yeah, I'm going to find so, it. On, uh, I'm gonna find just it so on, I don't give them credit. I'm going to look for it on Daily Motion. Um, Mansoor against Mustafa Ali in a singles match. Uh, they don't have a tag team name, but that name name has exploded uh, because they are now facing each other. Uh, Mustafa Ali cut a brutal. He did not. He had Mustafa Ali was on the bump, and he had those like eyes. I don't know how much of it was shoot versus work. But it's he, all shoot. He does this like weekly now. He's like doesn't care, which is awesome. He has the eyes of like like you know like the eyes of like you're looking around the room like trying to grasp on stuff and you're just trying to like shooting and killing something mm-hmm. it looked it looked he looked terrifying um yeah. but Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor 
if if they had plans for Mustafa Ali, you know, like a normal promotion, uh, he would win here. He'd win here. He'd get the big win. He'd piss off. Well, mm, that might not be. Mm, that might be dangerous. Uh, you know, but it's Mansoor. Like I just said, it, I, I said Saudi taker. You didn't like that. We're at Saudi mania after all. Uh, but, you know. Mansoor is going to win. Mansoor is the GOAT in Saudi Arabia. This dude wins everything. And Mansoor is really good. Like, I don't want to take anything away from Mansoor. He's actually pretty good. And I think him and Mustafa Ali can actually have a very good match. Um, Have I told you my pick, my thing about Mansoor? No. And, and, and the Crown Jewel shows? Um, The poor guy is only used for that. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. Well, I guess now he's on the main roster, so he's doing Yeah, he matters now a little more. Mansoor is going to win the WWE Championship on the 10th crown jewel. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Jesse, are you okay? <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but behind me, Jesse. I did. I did. Jesse, are you okay? I I had I had a huge reveal and then and then I think she's pissed that she's she's had pissed. She's Jesse is pissed that Mansoor I... is going to win the WWE Championship in 9 in okay. 8 years at this point, I think. <laughs> Jesse was like, I don't understand. Why are they gonna do that? Um, I can I can believe him winning the title there. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be at the tenth crown jewel, but it, it, he's gonna win it. He's gonna win the title. I think he could win a Money in the Bank, and that be a cash in. Hmm. I like. I think he's the, the only person that gets reactions from these people. If you look at Crown Jewel as this big PR thing, you're looking at. Show number one, we had Mansoor and a bunch of other Saudi trainees come out, and then we see him, Mansoor, start facing other people. He win, beats Cesaro, he beats probably Mustafa Ali, and then he can maybe maybe win, go for IC title, US title, maybe not US title, IC title next year, um, and then uh, go off and eventually I think he wins the whole damn thing at this show. I like that you were saying world title. He'll probably just win like the U.S. title, I just think, because of how like I think he's putting. I think they're gonna put the world title on. I hate I it. I hate it. I, but we're talking. We're talking eight years from now. Do you think they I mean, WWE be, can put it together for eight years from now for Mansoor? No, not a chance. Uh, you know that'd be cool for Mansoor because like I don't have anything against the man. I think he's a good wrestler and. I think if the crown prince of Saudi Arabia is giving you fifty million dollars a show, and he wants man uh, Saudi Arabia guy to be champion, world champion, you're gonna have Mansoor win the championship. I mean, if he wants it, then sure. But yeah. I, he I, wanted I, Yokozuna, and then he got a sumo re- sumo wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted Shawn Michaels, and he got Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, mm, shit forgot about that thanks for the reminder all right moving on queen's crown tournament final match we got selena vega we got um better be shana baszler yeah i think it's still shana baszler or dewdrop right uh, we'll find it we'll find out tomorrow i fucking hate dewdrop <laughs> i hate her stupid fucking dance I hate everything about her except for the fact that she's Piper Niven and we know she can actually be a good wrestler, but I fucking hate the character with a passion. You know, 
Dewdrop's the type of character I usually don't give a shit about. But every time I see them on my screen, I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, there's my rant of the day. Fuck Dewdrop. So I hope Shayna Baszler snaps her in half. Do you think there's any chance Shayna Baszler cannot be at uh, in Saudi Arabia because of her open LGBTQ uh, being openly gay? Oh, I don't know. She doesn't, like, talk about it. I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess she doesn't really talk about it, but she is. And she is. <laughs> I don't she know. is. But like, just don't tell the crown prince until you get home. The crown jewel, the one time of the year where we have to, we're forced to talk about the social political conversation for pay per view. We should have got King Sammy. God damn it. Speaking of King of the Ring, Finn Balor. You didn't def- even pick who you thought was going to win. Selena Vega, dude. Selena Vega. I think she'd be great as the queen or whatever. I think she could really play that role up really well. So I'm going to say Selena Vega. I'm saying Shayna. And she's going to break everyone, including Dewdrop, that little. Mm. Finn Balor uh, going up for the King of the Ring against um, either... Who's the other side of the bracket? Binder Mahal or Xavier Woods. Ah, there's yes. one good choice, and there's the rest. Xavier Woods should win this damn King of the Ring, but will he? Will he? No, he won't, because they hate fun. They hate fun. They hate happiness. So guess what? Finn Balor can win. Demon King, because they're going to bring out the demon at Crown Jewel, and he's going to win because he's not facing Roman Reigns. He's facing Jinder Mahal. No holds barred match. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Oh you know, this could be a great car crash. If- Remember when you started this saying, if you ignore the morals, this is a good show? We're like three rants in. I'm literally just thinking about Roman and Brock. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember anything else from this show. Uh, you know what? You know how I feel about this match? Bobby should win. Goldberg might win. In the end, Little Bill is going to get beat up again. Yeah, is Goldberg um, bringing his son to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> That'd be a questionable move if he did. I don't. I don't know if you do that, Goldberg. Well, Bobby told him to bring him. Um. Yeah, I guess. I think Bobby winning would actually be hilarious, because like the whole story is like Goldberg's gonna get his payback. And he's gonna kill him, and then they just have Bobby win. Like they should have Bobby win because Bobby's gonna be here the next day. Goldberg's not, but will they? Who knows? I could see them having Goldberg win because he's not champion anymore. I agree. I think it's going to be Goldberg winning. We're at a WrestleMania type event. I think Goldberg gets the win. Bobby Lashley, I agree, should get the win. Goldberg's lost like like 10 matches in a row. Has he? He lost against Bob. He lost against Drew. He lost lost against against Braun. Braun. And that was the last one. Last one he lost. I guess he lost the Undertaker at last at the Super Showdown. Those are big enough losses, I'd say. Remember that Undertaker Goldberg match? Trying to forget. <laughs> Trying to forget. Oh, what a what a card! <laughs> what a card! Um, Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins. Uh, we talked about last week how we kind of really like that they're doing Hell in a Cell here. Mm-hmm. Um, For I, a match that actually needs Hell in a Cell, yeah. 
I, I, I think that's a great move on them. I think this could easily be a good match. Uh, yes. I, I, I think right. match of the night? I mean, we have like three matches of potential match of the night caliber. And unfortunately for the women's triple threat, I don't think they're going to get like 20 minutes to actually have a match. No. I just realized we're having two women's matches on this show. That's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, a little terrifying. <sighs> Edge versus Seth Rollins. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think Edge wins. I think Edge wins. I think it can be a very good match. I enjoyed their SummerSlam match. Their SmackDown match was pretty good from what I remember. Um, and I expect them to close out this um, story, which should be, you know, the best part of it all. Uh, it's going to be going on a little too long, which is what they do. And, you know, you know, it always made sense to give them three matches. But I think Edge winning in the situation that they've been doing makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, sending Seth Rollins, hopefully, into a new character change so I can stop with the King of Drip. I was going to say we can send Seth Rollins to Raw, but I forgot Edge is also going to Raw. Yeah, yeah, he is. Because for some reason, every draft, they have to draft the people that Seth Rollins has been feuding with for a long time with him. Yeah. Because I think they just hate him. Uh, I think Edge should win here. I wouldn't be surprised if Seth wins, but who's the... I I think... I can see Seth challenge Big E. I could see Seth winning only to challenge Big E. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but also that doesn't matter. Seth can just challenge him nonetheless. Um, I think Edge wins here. I think it's his his show, his thing. I think he gets the win. So they film tribute to the troops just to give you an idea of what might be coming. Um, and spoilers, they, spoilers, spoilers. No one tribute to the troops is a great like idea, great show. Like it's, it's not it's non canonical, just like everything. Else. Well, like it's two months or it's gonna it's not airing for two months oh really so well it airs around christmas time oh yeah um so they did Dolph ziggler versus biggie for the wwe title so that might be coming so biggie's gonna get the drew mcintyre treatment history uh, history there i guess yeah yeah and they did roman reigns versus shinsuke nakamura which I liked. I liked that a lot. I was like, okay, I could do it with that. I wonder. I, I don't know if he had the uh, IC title when he walked out there or anything, but that is interesting. Only because I feel like that's a first time matchup. Mm-hmm. It is. I hope that match was good too, because I <laughs> on tribute to the troops. You know, if they could, if they got, I mean. It, it, if it's happening in tribute to the troops, I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't the first time it was happening. Oh, remember when they almost gave Shinsuke the title match at the uh, earlier this year? They did that. They were like making Shinsuke important for a second, mm-hmm. and then something happened. I don't know what happened though. He got partnered up with Rick Boog. Oh no, he did the gauntlet, and he was like going off, and then Roman screwed him, and then they never gave him a title match. So maybe they come back around on that. So that'd be cool. Oh, this actually would not be a first-time matchup. They had a match uh, in 2019 for the IC title. Sick. Well, you know what? It can be a first-time matchup of it mattering because I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, If Shinsuke is motivated, I think Shinsuke needs to be motivated. That's the biggest problem nowadays. RK Bro defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against AJ Styles and Omos. Oh, great. Uh, Archie, bro. 
I guess. <laughs> I'm so, so I just want AJ Styles to like stop being a tag team, please. Soon, he'd be a good challenger for Biggie. He'd I be a really good challenger for Biggie. I agree. I think put you you separate Styles out so they can put him in there. I think RK Bro can just easily go straight, go out of Styles and Omos, and go into Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz. We'll probably lose the street profits. Yeah. SmackDown women's that. <laughs> oh my god. Every every time it's just like oh, okay, here we go. Continuing. SmackDown women's triple threat match. Um SmackDown women's t- title match, I should say. Becky Lynch defending the title against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. You know, I just want to say the one thing that makes this show all worth it is if we get King Xavier Woods. Are we going to get King Xavier Woods? No, we aren't. We'll so, find out on Monday if we're even going to get a chance at that. Yeah, that's so upsetting. Okay. Uh, what were you saying? Sorry. Triple threat, oh, women's match. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, this should be good, but will they get more than 10 minutes? I honestly don't know. Um, you know, Becky, I think, has you know really got back into it really well. Sasha's very good. Bianca's very good. There's nothing bad here. There's nothing There's nothing that can go bad except for the location that they're in, which makes it a little difficult for them to just show out, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, who wins? I think they're just going to do the title swap thing where the, her and Charlotte are like, here, take my colorful belt. Yeah, Sasha Banks is the only person staying on SmackDown here, so the idea of Sasha winning is viable. Yeah. Um, I think Becky wins. Uh, yeah, but, that's also a great point because Charlotte Flair would still have the Raw Women's Championship. Um, and even though she, they're doing Bianca versus Charlotte for the title tomorrow. So Bianca... So wait, so you're saying there's a chance that Bianca wins and then goes into this match and has the chance of being a two-time champion? That is exactly what I'm saying. Hmm, interesting. I don't mm-hmm. think it's happening. I I, mm. I don't either. I think Bianca could win it, and then and then Sasha wins this match. Like that would solve that situation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like that they set it up so that there's a chance both happen. Yeah, but I, I like that they did that. That's good booking. I guess it'll depend on tomorrow. In the end, that's what will matter. Um, we'll know if Becky's winning tomorrow. Yes. I, or yeah, I, we'll get at least get a better understanding about who's winning at, by tomorrow. Yeah, because if Charlotte keeps her title, then they're just going to do the swap. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, unless they do some weird thing where Charlotte keeps it over, and then they both have both women's titles on SmackDown, and then that's idiotic. <laughs> WWE Championship match: Big E defending his title against Drew Mac, Big McIntyre. So we got Big Big, Big E versus Big Mac. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I definitely think oh, I don't, Big E's winning. But I think this could actually be a pretty good match. I think those two are very physical in their mm-hmm. styles, and I'm very interested to see how the babyface versus babyface works because WWE does that very, very little. But oftentimes it's pretty good. And I think uh, Drew in his last WWE title match for a long time will probably show up. I think you gotta let these guys just be the big beefy boys and just hard hit each other. I think that's all big, you want. meaty men slapping meats. That's all we want. Biggie said 
in an interview a few weeks ago that he tried to get that to be a shirt, and they said no. And I was like, that is, mm, they're just leaving money on the table. What are we doing? Who wouldn't want a big meaty men slapping meat shirt? AEW would have made that shirt. And you know what? And you know what? Well, yes. And Goldberg, Goldberg's gonna beat Bobby, and then Biggie gets his dream match. Ooh, I mean that's the biggest of meaty men slapping meats. <laughs> and then Biggie beats Bobby and beats Goldberg. Of course, like Biggie over Strong, baby. Are we sure? Yeah. Are we sure about that one? <laughs> Well, what what should it be? Biggie over strong. What would it be? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to think about that reality. No. <laughs> when Jinder Mahal is king of the ring and Goldberg is <laughs> W champion. Thanks for the reminder that there's a possibility. Remember, remember when a couple weeks ago, uh, Jinder Mahal said that he wanted to bring in... Um, uh, it was a guy that was with Veer. Sing or whatever the other guy the shanky other, no not shanky there's veer shanky and there's that third guy that was originally part of indusheer with veer oh yeah seer yes i think that's right um he wanted to bring in him but there was like visa issues and then uh, like the next week they put put uh ginger mahal and shanky over one side and veer on the other side absolutely rattling <laughs> rattling that they put shanky on a show with Ginger, not the other guy that at least looks menacing. Shanky, no offense to the guy, is like the most boring looking motherfucker in the entire world of professional wrestling. I'm okay with Veer being by himself if if Seer is yeah, or whoever whatever his name back. is is coming back. Yeah, because that's a good team, I think. You know, it's a different dynamic. Um remember the authors of pain? All right, continue. King King Shanky, uh, <laughs> universal title match here. Roman Reigns defending the title against Brock Lesnar here. Um, what did you just call him? Brock Lesnar here. All right, if you're gonna say it, say it right. I, I was about to break in the full Paul Heyman, but I'm not gonna do it. Okay, we got we got Roman Reigns versus. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win this match? I think this is obviously uh, the best match on the card here. Probably uh, this could be really good or really boring. I'm happy they're happening. In, it's happening in Saudi Arabia, which means the crowd won't boo them out of the building. Uh, I don't think they should boo them out of the building now because I think it's far more interesting now than it's ever been. I would agree. because you have the Heyman aspect. My fear. Is that with The Rock being ruled out for WrestleMania? For WrestleMania, they're going to do a shit finish because they need to make this the WrestleMania match. Because truth be told, there is literally zero people built up for Roman Reigns to beat to beat Roman Reigns. I got a the thing about this draft is I don't know who the hell is on SmackDown's roster right the now. The new SmackDown roster be wild, my friend. It is wild. It be you know, it be fab and it be wild. I f- hate you. <laughs> it be fab. Ugh. Not not a top dollar. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I got the folks? roster right here. I got the roster right here. Hit me with some challengers. Uh, okay, Drew McIntyre, that could be the main match. Um, easily could be the main match. You could do Roman versus Kofi if you ever wanted to. Uh, fuck Happy Corbin. 
Uh, you can do Isaiah Swerve Scott if you just want. That's to that's not WrestleMania. World. That's not WrestleMania. Get that no, out of here. No, I'm just I'm just giving you challengers. Uh, Jeff Hardy. That's not gonna happen. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Not gonna happen. Sheamus. Not gonna happen. That could, I could I could see Sheamus being a. Uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania? I guess that'd be it's, fun. it's Sheamus, man. They they just beat the snot out of each other, so I guess it could be worse. Uh, Ricochet, <laughs> that's a good one. Cesaro, <laughs> that's a good one. No, Sami Zayn. I love if it was Sami Zayn. Babyface Sami Zayn could easily be built up for this, but they're not going to do that. There's potential that uh, Sami Zayn won't be at WrestleMania. Oh, we can only hope. And we Kevin Owens. Hope. Kevin Owens in the same boat. I hope Kevin Owens one of the Sami Zayn's on WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, see, that's the entire SmackDown roster. Hey, I um, see, I see you skipped over Shanky uh, and Mace. You you yelled at me. You yelled at me for saying Shanky Isaiah is Swerve a WrestleMania Scott. challenger. How dare you? I don't say Shanky. And King, Mace, you know, all I'm hail King Shanky. King right. Shank right. shall reign. You know, you know who should be. You know who should be. Roman, who? My boy, Evil. <laughs> be a great match. Be a great match. Think of it. Think of all. Think of all the heat. Think of Dick Togo getting there. And the Usos. Oh my God! There'd be so much heat. It'd be great. It'd be great. House of Torture versus the Bloodline in the match of the century. Is there any? Ch- no. Is there any chance that to get fr- to that WrestleMania match? We just straight up have Brock Lenzer win. And then... there is definitely a chance they do that. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that is how they change it up so that they can switch it, um, you know, and set that match up. Roman gets his title back. And then they can create a story where Roman's like, what the fuck? I don't have my title. And it's all your fault. Uh, maybe Paul Heyman turns on Roman and realigns with Brock Lesnar. There's a lot of ways to go here. I think Rain. I think in the end, Roman Reigns keeps his title and they build to a WrestleMania match. Um, because as we just went through, the only other match for Roman at WrestleMania, if it's not Brock Lesnar, is Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. which I could also see them doing. It's a big enough match that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's um. I just hope that like they wrestle a good match. That's all I want. Like I just want those two to like just beat the snot out of each other. I think this uh, has. I think this has potential to be a good match. I want it to mirror more of their first match at WrestleMania 31, where it was just like all action rather than any of their other matches that I don't remember. How many ma- how many matches do you think they've had? Five. These are one. We're talking one-on-one matches. We're not talking this like is, this is right off the top of my head. I'm going five, probably four though. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six. I think they've had six. We had the Fatal Four Way at SummerSlam, which was actually nah, nice, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Maybe it's four. Run. Maybe it is. just cage match it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm literally four. cage match. The cage match is loading. <laughs> Come on, cage match. We need you. Come on. This, this is the remainder of our show because we kind of went off the rails today, but it's been a good time, and that's all I can ask for. They've had one, two, three, three one-on-one matches. What? They've had that doesn't sound this right. will be the fourth. They had that's not true. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay, you want one want their matches? Here we go. 
I don't think you're. Re- no, I think you're lying. I think you're lying. Well, WrestleMania 31 uh, yeah. was a one-on-one match, and then it became a triple threat. Okay, well that counts. Okay, then we'll count that. Um, there is the Fast Lane: Roman versus Brock versus Dean. That doesn't count. SummerSlam 2017, where it was Brock versus Braun versus Roman versus Joe. Remember Samoa Joe? Remember how he's injured? Oh, yeah, it's four. Uh, WrestleMania 34, Brock Lesnar versus Roman. Greatest Royal Rumble, Brock versus Roman. Uh, There's a steel cage match that I was trying to think of. Oh, my God. They're running back. They're running back the Greatest Royal Rumble title match. Oh, my God. And not in a steel cage. They're going down (laughs) in terms of excitement. I don't think you understand how bad WWE steel cages are. (laughs) They usually are not good. (laughs) So there we go. Crown Jewel. Also blown away that match lasted nine minutes. (laughs) Crown Jewel this Thursday. Get on it. Jeweled. Saudi Mania running wild. uh, Sweet Saudi Money 7. Where are we going? Probably heaven. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dangerous. Uh, it's not the worst thing that someone's probably said. Uh, Plus, this show has been controversial, I would say. I don't know what you're talking about. I said Saudi Taker wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was mixing the Undertaker and the guy that doesn't lose in Saudi Arabia. That's mm-hmm. not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um it was call the sh- call your shot battle royal. There was nothing controversial there. That was just pain. Okay, I'll, you know what? I'll give I'll give you the sweet Saudi money thing. That was a little controversial. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Plugs match of the week. Scotty, what do you got for the people to watch? Every evil match in history. I'm just kidding. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know that match that you recommended was pretty good. Uh, the Lee Moriarty Calvin Tankman match on Fusion Alpha that was pretty sick. That was pretty great, actually. Uh, well, I'll 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 do the spoiler then. Uh, that was going to be my match of the week. Uh, obviously, okay. there's there's better. There were I would say star rating wise better matches, a higher star rating matches. But I'm going to make this my match of the week uh, because everyone's going to say Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. I'm saying I'm Lee Lee Moriarty versus Calvin Tankman. That match on Fusion Alpha last week was great. Go out of your way and watch it. Those two guys put on an amazing match. It's so good. Star-making performances on these two guys. So good. I, I, I cannot speak highly enough of it. Uh, and I can't go into super detail, but that match is so good. Um, Lee Mariardi uh, is just... Callan Tankman just is a, a, a beast it was just destroying Lee Moriarty. Uh, it just looked like he looked maybe like a heel coming out of it too. And I think him versus Hammerstone could be fun. I want Tankman in that title run, title picture. Mm-hmm. Lee Moriarty has put on a great match, sort of a kind of at the trail end of his LLW career, which is already just starting to. Um, I thought I, of a match, by the way, uh, which can, is not from this week. Uh, then go right ahead. Well, then it's, then it's not match of the week. How can we? Well, match? I watched it this week. <laughs> We're changing the rules up. Let's do it. I'm so behind that I had to watch something, and it was not from this week. Uh, Okada and Sonata. I enjoyed that. Ah, uh, yes, Okada versus. It was, a good, it was a good wrestling match. I enjoy. Uh, 
I enjoy what those two do together. I know some people get annoyed by Okada versus Sonata because they go the distance. I know you gave it a good rating, so shut up. Uh, <laughs> but I can understand like why it gets annoying, but uh, I thought it was really good. I thought they kept it entertaining throughout, which is all I really ask if you're going to go the distance. Uh, fun fact for everyone. Wait, I'm going to tell you what not to watch because this is my new little thing of the week because I'm I feel like it because I gave you an old I gave you an old match that probably most people listen to. So I'm going to give you something not to watch because I am not going to watch it and I don't want you to watch it either. If for some reason you watch AJPW All Japan Pro Wrestling in you know 2021, do not and I mean do not watch 60 minutes of Jake Lee versus Kenta. I don't even know how to say his last name. Kento, Kento. Sorry, because you know why? They're not that good to wrestle for 60 minutes. They're not. Jake Lee shouldn't wrestle past 25, and Kento shouldn't wrestle past 5. So, boom. See you later. Have you ever watched a Kento match? I uh, can't say that I have. Well, you, his you, finisher's you, dumb. Talking about Kento Miyahara? Yes, there we go. I could. I honestly didn't remember his last name. Uh, he is a frustrating fella. Mm-hmm. And when I said the five thing, like he's a he's a good wrestler, but like his 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 finisher is the dumbest thing in the world. But you're you're in rant mode today. Today is a uh, is rant yeah. Today's mode. been rant mode. Today's been a good. It's been a good time. I, I had a good time. You had to, you had to get some things off your chest. Yeah, and next week we get to review. Uh, Bound mm, mm, for Glory, Crown Jewel, G1 Climax Finals. Basically the same, basically finals. the same show, but the finals, <laughs> but the but the review of all the things well, we talked about. Yeah, is there anything else? Uh, we got a little AW action, a lot of tournament matches, Pack versus Andrade El Idolo. Uh, is that it? I'm trying to think. I'm looking at my calendar right now. Um, if GCW has a good weekend, oh, Minoru Suzuki versus Nick Gage is this Saturday. Oh, that could be terrible or really good. Could be either one. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I've never seen Nick Gage wrestle a normal match. I'm not gonna lie to you. And maybe preview Halloween Havoc for NXT. Oh, Jesus. Braun Breaker. What are the odds that Braun Breaker wins that match? Probably like 50 50, honestly. <laughs> like, he has pretty good odds. Uh, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, we should probably just end the show before I say something that I'm going to regret. Where can people find you, Scotty? They can find me in my house. They can also <laughs> My find... address is. <laughs> <laughs> they can also find me at Scott E. Wrestling on Twitter because that is the only social media that I use for professional wrestling or big meaty men slapping meats. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Ryan Knightsey on Twitter. You can follow the network at CountOutPod on Twitter as well. If you can subscribe to the podcast Ring Post Radio on iTunes or wherever podcasts can be found, we would greatly appreciate it uh, for more of those shows. Every Sunday morning, we go live on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, even on CountOut Twitter page. So if you would like to watch all of those, uh, watch us live, then go ahead and do that uh, live on twitch.tv slash countout, YouTube, countout network, pod, I forget what it is, Facebook uh, page, and our Twitter account, countout pod, like I said. 
Um, and if you can leave five-star reviews on iTunes for Ring Post Radio, we would greatly appreciate it as well. Scotty, any final thoughts for our show? Um, evil's the best. Uh, if you hate evil, then you hate wrestling. Um, Adam Cole's over like Rover. Big meaty men slap and meets is the future. Um, women's wrestling is usually really, really good if you find the right women's wrestling, a.k.a. You know, not always what we talked about today, a.k.a. You know, some matches could be not great. Uh, you should watch Stardom. I got any more thoughts left in the tank. It's okay. You can just say you don't have anything. <laughs> no, I do. I do. <laughs> you got, you got, we got 10 minutes left before the two hour marker. Do you have any? <laughs> oh, and it was a fun podcast today. Uh, you know, have a good week of watching wrestling and uh, stay safe, everyone. Yeah, stay safe, everybody. Talk to you later. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows